Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. On this podcast, I help you learn how to feel healthy, look good, and plan a life you actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, we're talking all about summer. So we talked about this a little bit last week. That episode was a little more geared toward work from home moms and the different kinds of schedules that you can put into place to actually be able to get your work done, but also be present with your kids. But I think that can apply if you even just have projects you're working on or things that you're busy with. So you can go back and listen to that episode if you're interested in trying to figure that out and maximize your time, but still have a really fun summer that you enjoy. And then this week, we're moving into a show that's a little bit more for everybody, but definitely still applies to those work from home moms. And it's the things that we can be doing and figuring out, planning, prepping, getting squared away so that we can enjoy our summer more. What do we need to be on top of so that we can reduce the stress and the overwhelm of having the kids home and all the new things that kind of are happening? And it's always different in the summer. You know, everybody's out of their regular routine and all of a sudden people are wanting to eat all the live long day and everybody's bored and what do you do about it? So I'm going to talk about some of those logistics and things that we can be working through and figuring out right now. Some of us, I know, like those in the Pacific Northwest up here, we still have a couple of weeks until our kids are out of school for the summer. Now, I know that's not the case for all of you. Some of you have already had your kids out of school for a week already, and if that's the case, I'm so sorry this didn't come to you sooner, but it's not too late. You can still get on top of things and be able to have a really great summer that isn't just totally chaotic the whole time. We can put things into place to make it more enjoyable, more well-planned, and just a better experience overall. But before we jump into that really quickly, I just want to mention that we would love to have you join us over in Patreon. We've got all kinds of fun things that happen over there like a book club and mini casts and live videos and digital planning products, all kinds of things that are just for my patrons that I really love sharing with them. They get the inside scoop on what's up with the platform and with me. And I would really love for you to join the fray. So if you want to come over and join us, be sure to head over to to patreon.com slash live well together. We want to live well together with you. So come and join us. It's a really good time. Patreon.com slash live well together. But for right now, let's get ourselves set for summer. Let's figure out what we need to nail down and get squared away so that we don't just have to feel like we're constantly answering questions in the summer and trying to figure out what comes next, because I know I've had those summers. I've had the summer where it's like, what do I eat? What do I do? When are we leaving? When do we get to go to the park? And When I put some of these other things in place, I feel like it helps to lessen that decision fatigue a little bit because I've made a lot of those decisions in advance and I communicate them to my kids, which is a big part of what we're going to talk about today. And I communicate it in a lot of different ways. And then I don't have to field as many questions all day long to the point of exhaustion where I want to, you know, like run from the house screaming. (laughs) So hopefully some of these things can work for you as well. But to get us started, I want to give you some parenting permissions, some things that I'm going to say, hey, don't feel bad about this. It's okay if this happens. You're the boss. You don't have to feel bad. Like, 
take these things to heart and capitalize on them and play this for your children if you need to, because I think it's really important that we let ourselves off the hook a little bit. So here are these parenting permission slips for you. First of all, it's okay for your kids to be bored. Boredom is a really good thing. Think of all of the great imaginary games that we created when we were younger and we didn't have as many electronics as they do and we didn't have, you know, all of the resources and the different streaming channels and YouTube and all of the things we survived and we were probably better for it. So I want you to go ahead and be okay with them being bored. Don't feel like you have to fill their time. They can figure out how to fill their time. You can give them some general direction. A lot of times when they come to me bored, they know that my suggestions are going to have to do with cleaning. So they stop asking me for ideas. And I'm okay with that. I want them to figure out some things to be able to fill their time. Which leads me to my next permission. You get to decide what kind of summer parent you are. And guess what? It can change from week to week. It can change from day to day. Maybe one week you are like on it and you've got, you know, everything planned and fun, exciting things and you're going to the lake and you're doing the stuff and you've got all the meals planned perfectly and put together perfectly. And then, you know, maybe some weeks you don't. And that's okay. It is okay that you don't have it all together all summer long. Because you will have it together at some points. And nobody is going to have everything planned and perfect and prepped. That's not realistic, you know. So live in reality and embrace what kind of summer parent you are each and every day, whatever that day may bring. And that can change as far as we're going to talk about it with food and activities and all kinds of different things. But ultimately, what I want to tell you and get through to you is Nobody else gets to make the decisions for you and your family and your kids. You get to make those calls about what is best for you guys. And you are not obligated to have to cook a certain kind of food or a certain number of times a day or get your kids involved in whatever activities. You get to make the decision. It's completely up to you. So own it and decide what kind of summer parent you are and be okay with it. Now, for you work-from-home moms, or even if you just have a lot of projects that you are doing in the summer, I want to encourage you this summer to not apologize for your work. I think that our kids, they, you know, kind of have that whole out-of-sight, out-of-mind thing as far as our work or our time goes when they are in school. I kind of think my kids think that I am just like watching TV all day long, maybe, I don't know, eating bonbons. They don't seem to think that I have an actual job until they're here and they think that we can just hang out all day and I can like, you know, paint nails and do hair at 10 a.m., which is not normally the case. But they're always a little shocked by that (laughs) because when they're at school, I think they just cease to realize that I have a life outside of them. And it's okay for them to have to warm up to that idea again and realize that, but you don't need to apologize because you're not doing anything wrong. In fact, you're doing really great things for your family by doing those projects or getting your work done or whatever it is. And it's not even just the project itself that is good for your family. It is the fact that your kids are seeing you work hard. They're seeing you have a good attitude about it. They're seeing you 
Be excited by your work because that's another one. Like if you act like all apologetic and all kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. I know this is so hard. I don't even like my work. Well, you're sending the message to them that work sucks and (laughs) that it's okay for them to make you feel bad about it because you already kind of feel bad about it. You're like handing them the manipulation keys to the castle (laughs) when you apologize for what you're doing. So don't apologize. Be like, mom's doing this work. I love my work. I'm really excited about what I'm doing. And then when I'm done, we're going to get to go do blah, blah, blah. And I think that is so important to remind our kids that we are people, we are working towards goals, we have our own dreams, like be an example of that, how you work hard, that can help them as they go back into their school year next year, is seeing mom work hard, they want to be hard workers when they get back into their activities and their schoolwork and everything in the fall. We can be examples for them in the summer, and we don't have to feel bad about it, and we don't have to apologize for it. So, Those are your permission slips. I hope you take them and you run with them and you feel some freedom being able to enjoy those things and take advantage of your summer free of the guilt and all of that. It's going to be good. Okay, but now that we've addressed your permissions and what you're allowed to do and think and not apologize and guilt-free and summer of freedom 2023, I want to talk about the actual like logistics and some brass tacks of how you can go about relieving some of the other stressors beyond just being like, guess what, kids? (laughs) I'm not going to feel guilty this summer. Like, how can we actually deal with a lot of the things that are piled on our plates in the summer, like those kids who want to eat all day long? You know, what can we do about that? Well, first of all, I want you to sit down and do a really thorough summer brain dump. And guess what? I have a tool for you to do this. Now, when you download this Trello board that I have a template for that you can download to your own Trello account and just be able to get in there and write down all of the things so you have them all in one place, it is called a work from home mom Trello board. But honestly, you could just delete the work lists if that is not a part of your life and all of the rest of it would still pertain to you. So you can go to mackenziecoppacom slash summer brain dump, which I will have linked in the show notes also, and you'll be able to download that free template for Trello. Get in there. I really love doing this at the beginning of each summer because it's like all the things. I want to encourage you to really set aside some time to do this, if at all possible, to do it when you're least likely to be interrupted, or maybe you can sneak away to a coffee shop or something like that. Like, let this be the planning session for your summer. And you're going to sit down with your brain dump and you're going to get out all the things in your head. So how do you do that in an efficient manner? Well, you've got your Trello board template, which you can have on your phone or your computer or your iPad or wherever, and you're just going to work your way through it. So in this brain dump, I have a little blurb on how to brain dump. Things that you might need to restock, like that's a whole card and list that you can actually check the things off. So I've got a couple of things in there for you already, things you're going to need for summer, like sunblock. You might want to stock up on, you know, some lemonade from Trader Joe's, some self-tanner. You might need to go get those towels that Katie and I rave about every year, those Turkish towels that dry super quickly and they don't get the sand in them and they can double as like a bathing suit cover up. They're just like the most amazing towels ever. They can roll down really small so everybody can have them in their own bags or if you are stuck carrying all the towels, it's not going to weigh 800 pounds. They are a miracle. 
people. I'm telling you what, I will link to them again in the show notes below because I will never get over how amazing they are. But that is where you can list out in that Trello board template in your brain dump all the things that you need to stock up on this summer. Are your sand toys gone kaput? Do you need new inner tubes for the pool? Do you need new bathing suits still? Like what do you need for summer? Put it all there. Put down all the activities and trips that you want to do. Write down your summer bucket list ideas. You might not actually get to all of these ideas, but this is where you get to pull everybody's heads together. What do people want to see happen this summer? What do you want to do? If Ask your kids maybe like, what's the number one thing that if you do nothing else this summer, you want to make sure that you do this summer? And maybe for them, it's going to be getting together with a friend or going to the lake or whatever it is. Just make sure that you get it down in that summer bucket list so that you have it all in one place. You're not trying to hold all of that information in your head because that takes far too much effort. Then I've got an entire list for home to-dos and projects. Now, these are like the one-and-done kinds of things that you want to tackle over the summer. Maybe they're organization projects. Maybe they're things you're wanting to get done before fall or you want to paint a room or, you know, whatever it is. You put those home life to-dos in that list. And then there's the home mainstays list, which are the things that are going to be happening on more of a regular basis. The kinds of cleaning that you need to do. You can put your routines in there or, you know, all of that kind of thing that is recurring and needs to be a part of your daily schedule. Because this is like the raw material that you can come back to when you are then trying to figure out what your time looks like in the summer. Well, these are the things that you need to do. You have those mainstays, the things that need to happen daily or weekly or whatever. That's going to take up time. And then you know these are the things that are the projects I want to do. So I can go in and I even talk in this board about how you can prioritize them and figure out how much time they're all going to take. All of that is detailed in this board to help you to then be able to plug those things into your calendar so that you can actually find time to do them. It's brilliant. I'm telling you what. And then as you move through that board, it's got stuff about the kids and about food and about routines and different things that we're going to talk about a little bit more in this episode. But you can see when you go there, everything will be all in one place. And I love just knowing, oh, I don't have to figure out where I wrote that one thing down about this summer. Nope. It's all together in one board. I don't have to go searching for anything. And I can continuously update this board throughout the summer as we get things done, as I add new things to the list. All of it can go in one place. So go check it out. Once again, it's mackenziecoppacom slash summer brain dump. It'll be in the show notes, but it's a great place to just get all of your thoughts out and in one spot. And you will be amazed at how much relief you feel, how much lighter you feel, because your brain actually burns calories. And when you are not having to try to hold on to all that information, all the things that you're trying to remember about this summer, you know, like if your kid has a bunch of camp information, put it all in the board. Their list of all the things that they need to take, you know, everything, put it all in the one spot. So you don't have to go looking all over. You've got it all here. Okay, but before we move into the next thing that we need to be on top of for summer, which, newsflash, it's food. It's food. We've already mentioned it a couple of times. I want to mention something that will actually help your food prep to be so much easier. This will come as no shocker, but I love caraway 
cookware. Oh my goodness. I didn't even realize what cookware could be like until I got caraway pans a couple of years ago. They are amazing. I'm super picky. This shouldn't be surprising either about my cookware and stuff in my kitchen. I don't want it to be toxic. I try really hard to get high quality ingredients, and so I don't want to ruin those ingredients with the way that I'm preparing my food. But up till a couple of years ago, I didn't even realize what bad pans I had. I didn't even realize that food could legitimately not stick to my pan. And then my pants could clean up so easily, which is another great thing about these is I give my kids more responsibilities in the summer. And so they can clean these caraway pans and they're not going to be scrubbing at them for hours and trying to get them looking better. No, they're just awesome, non-toxic, non-stick. And the reason that they're non-toxic and non-stick is because they have a high quality ceramic coating that is free of PTFE, such as Teflon. It doesn't have lead, cadmium, or any other toxic materials. Plus, they come in all kinds of different chic shades. I have the cream ones. You guys have heard me talk about that before. I have their big saute pan, which I do almost everything in. And then I also have a Dutch oven, and I absolutely love both of them, but Caraway is not limited to their pans. They also have bakeware. They've recently come out with a bunch of high quality, non-toxic food storage, and they even think of your storage solutions. So with your pans, you don't just have to like stack them all on top of each other. They come with a way to organize them so that you can easily get to your lids. You're not losing anything and you don't have to like pull everything out from under each other to try to get to all of it. They've thought of everything and just made really high quality kitchen products. I use mine every single day. I don't know what I would do without them and I think you're going to love them too. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash livewell or use the code livewell at checkout. Caraway. Non-toxic cookware made modern. And so what exactly are you going to cook in that beautiful and amazing cookware? Well, that's the question of the hour, right? And I think this is probably, aside from your brain dump and like figuring out all the things for your summer, this is the number one thing you can do to relieve stress in your life this summer. Oh my word, you guys, it's figuring out your food situation. Getting as much planned and prepped and communicated to your people as possible because it's going to relieve so much stress in your life when you don't have to answer that, I'm hungry, what is there to eat question a thousand times a day. Well, if you've figured out what you're going to make or what is going to be available to your people and you've communicated that to them, and I would suggest doing that in a number of different ways, then you're not going to have to keep returning to that question and losing your mind by the end of summer or possibly by the end of the first day. So what can we figure out? Well, I'm going to return to that whole idea of we get to decide what kind of summer parent we are going to be. And that can absolutely pertain to food because I used to be in a place where it was like I felt so much pressure to have to cook every single meal of the day all day long and have like these amazing from scratch everything and 
guess what? That's not reality in my life right now. I could not make that happen if I tried. I don't have the money and I don't have the time. But for some of you, that's really important to you. And you want to be the mom who wakes up every morning this summer and makes a full-blown breakfast and has an amazing lunch. And then you do dinner and you've done all the snacks in between and you've used your sourdough starter and all the things and more power to you. Because guess what? You get to decide that that's the kind of summer mom that you want to be. But others of us don't have that ability, or maybe we just don't want to. Maybe we just don't want to. I think that is one of my favorite things from the Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret movie, if you have not seen it already, when her mom at the end is asked to participate in the PTA the next year, and she says no, because she doesn't want to. Hallelujah and amen. Can we normalize just saying that we don't want to do things and that's okay so we don't have to? I think that that should be a normal and real thing. So if you want to go a little bit lighter on the cooking this summer, then you just have to make sure that you have the kinds of foods available to your kids that meet them at the level of their capability of preparation and communicate that to them. Now, I know for moms with younger kids, that can obviously be a little bit harder. But like for my kids, I've got middle school, high school, and one elementary. It's so weird to say that. So my kids are, you know, getting a little bit older, but they're completely capable of making themselves toast or a bagel. Most of themselves could cook an egg. We have an air fryer now. There's all kinds of things that you can pop into the air fryer and make a very decent meal very easily. I think you could maybe even do like eggs in there on a tortilla. Don't quote me on this. I'm going to look into that. (laughs) But there are all kinds of things that you can do and that are very easy. And as long as you like either teach them how or show them and you communicate, this is what is available to you, they can do that. I would go so far as to put a list on the fridge. This is what's available for breakfast. This is what's available for lunch. And I'm a huge fan of a charcuterie lunch. You know, having all the different little like meats, cheeses, nuts, olives, those kinds of things that they can easily throw together and have, have some hummus on hand. My kids have recently told me they love Nutella. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I just have kind of all the things available and I try to do some prep on the weekends or maybe on a Monday morning. I do try to carve out a little bit of time so that those things are easily available to them because taking that little bit of time to do that saves me a headache during the week, saves me time and frustration if it's all kind of pulled together. So washing the veggies, washing the fruit, Maybe sometimes I will portion things out so they can only take a certain amount, you know, like putting them in baggies or whatever. If we've bought like popcorn or whatever, portioning those things out, having things available in the pantry and as best as we can organizing it so that they can see it. Because I don't know if you've ever had that issue where your children are like, I don't know where such and such is. Well, if you make it really obvious and you get the pantry organized As you're heading into summer, I always think that is a huge savior for helping them to be able to find things on their own. And I also make sure I delineate like what they need to ask about and what they don't. Now, some parents, again, this is something you get to decide on, but some parents are more strict about their kids asking before they eat than others. Now, we are a household where it's like, 
you have to ask before you get cookies or candy or ice cream. But if you are going to go have a relatively healthy snack, then I'm okay with that because I trust them to not just be eating to eat. So they can go and grab some fruit or grab a thing of popcorn or, you know, like it doesn't have to be the most crazy healthy thing, but it's just this general guideline of you can grab something if you're hungry, but if you're going to get something sweet or more treat-like, then you need to ask me before you get that. So that's just kind of the guideline that we have in our house. You might be different. You might want them to ask you before they get anything, or you might be just like a free-for-all, but you get to decide. You get to decide, but I think just communicating it to them is really, really helpful. So that kind of addresses the during the day food, having things on hand, making sure they know what options they have for lunch, what options they have for breakfast. I would also go ahead and say here that if you are somebody who wants to have things that are a little bit more homemade, to make it easier on yourself, you also might want to do some prep work for that. Sometimes I will like make a huge batch of French toast on the weekends or a huge batch of pancakes and freeze those so that they can easily pop them out of the freezer and put them in the toaster or something like that. Like you could make breakfast casseroles or oatmeal or you know, whatever it is that you want to do to make things a little bit more homemade, you can absolutely do that. I used to make up a bunch of muffin batter and then I would just put it in a Ziploc bag that I would freeze and then I would take it out the night before I was going to make the muffins, cut a corner off in the morning, pipe it into the muffin tins and bake a fresh batch of muffins in the morning. But I'd already made a whole bunch of batter at one time on one weekend. So there's other little things that you can do like that. So it's not just cereal every day but you can make things a little bit more homemade. And I will just be totally honest. Like normally I don't want my kids eating cereal. I don't want it to be like an average staple thing in our life, but we hit about May and we become a cereal family (laughs) because it's just like you've gotten this far in the year and you've got to take a couple of easy outs. But on the average, I don't want that to normally be what we're doing, but it's okay, like I said, to change what you are okay with. You can be okay with certain things in certain times of the year and not okay with them in others, and that's all right. Now let's talk about dinners, because dinner in and of itself is a whole thing, right? I mean, I think that in the summer we have more opportunities to have like dinners on the go, like picnics and that sort of thing. So you can incorporate a lot more sandwiches and wraps and, you know, pasta salad and that kind of thing in the summer, which is really nice. But also I find summer dinner planning to actually be like the most daunting of the seasons. It's a lot easier for me to plan dinners in the fall and the winter when I can do soups and stews and roasts and things like that that I can carry over for like a number of days and turn them into other things. And I don't know why it just feels easier in the winter. Summer, I always feel this pressure of like, it's supposed to be fresh and wonderful and new ideas. And so that can be a daunting thing in and of itself. But I would really highly suggest that you still get on your meal planning and you figure out some of those things and maybe you share ideas with friends. I used to do a thing where every week in the summer, my friends and I would get together for one meal a week so that we could all pool together and not have to have the pressure of that dinner all on ourselves 
every single night, but every Thursday, we all did dinner together. And that hasn't always been practical, but that summer, it was amazing. Or you can just like swap meals. Maybe you guys all make like one big thing and get it to each other, you know, so that you have things that you can help each other out with. Or just doing your meal planning and figuring out a stock menu that's going to be really easy and it's more those fresh items. Maybe you do a chicken salad one night. Maybe every Monday is chicken salad. You can still do tacos in the summer. Everybody loves tacos all year round, so do a Taco Tuesday. You can still plan for pizza one night a week or, you know, kind of figure out what your menu is going to be. Maybe make a couple of weeks worth of menus and just repeat those all throughout the summer so you don't have to keep figuring it out out over and over and over again. And of course, my favorite way to do that, you guys, to plan out those menus is to use Plan to Eat. You guys have heard me talk about Plan to Eat a zillion times before, but they are also sponsoring this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know just how much I love them and what I think that you can do to make your life a little bit easier with Plan to Eat. First of all, put all of your errands for the summer right in the shopping app on Plan to Eat so that when you go out to the store, you not only have all of the groceries that you're going to buy, but you have if you need to run to the post office or what you're going to get from Target, all of that kind of thing. It makes my life so much easier. I love that when I plan out my meals, either on the Plan to Eat website or in the very handy app, which I love always having with me because then I always have my shopping list because I'm never going to forget my phone at home. So I'm never going to leave home without that shopping list. But when I've planned my meals out and I use these menus, which I can really easily just drag and drop right onto my calendar, drop it on there, and no matter how long the menu is, it could be a week long, a month long, you can make whatever length of menu you want, drop it on your calendar, you can then get your shopping list and it will automatically populate to the stores that you normally buy those items at. So if I have certain things that I typically get at Trader Joe's and certain things I get at Safeway and certain things at Walmart, it just puts them on those lists and I don't have to use the extra brain power to try to figure that out. I love that feature. I can also change the servings that I'm making and it automatically changes my shopping list and my recipe. That is an amazing feature. So if I am getting together with my friends and we're all bringing something, like I'm going to double my pasta salad to be able to bring to this event, I can just go in there in the app, on the website, change the serving number. It updates everything. So when I'm at the store, I'm automatically going to be buying the actual amount that I need to make the recipe that I want to make. And those really just skim the surface of all the amazing capabilities that Plan to Eat has. So if you want to get in there and try it for yourself this summer, make your life a little bit easier, throw together some menus so you don't have to keep planning over and over and over again. You can even share recipes with your friends. Like I said, there's so many things in there. You can head over to plantoeat.com slash livewell. You're going to get 30 days free and you're also going to get 30% off a yearly membership. Now it is a subscription service, so typically you have to pay $5.95 a month or $49 a year. But like I said, with my little code, you can get 30% off a yearly subscription. So head over to plantoeat.com slash livewell. We can become friends in there, make our planning easier for each other. It's such a great deal and it will really save your sanity this summer. So that truly is, even if they weren't sponsoring this episode, I was probably going to talk about them anyway, because it is my best meal planning hack and being able to just have everything in one place and 
I just, I love plan to eat. But another thing that I have been doing this spring and summer when we've really been in the craziness is going ahead and just signing up for a meal delivery service. You guys, it has been a huge money saver, time saver, brain saver for just not even having to think about it and having the groceries show up on my doorstep and have all the planning done for me. And I don't do that every week of the year, but I've been kind of hacking the system, like signing up for one service (laughs) and getting the discount, using it for a few weeks and then maybe putting that on pause and doing a different service (laughs) and getting the discount over there. It's really been saving me some dollars on the food. And that was a huge shock to me. I always thought I'm not going to be able to actually afford one of these services. But when I looked into it, it was actually more affordable to be able to feed my family through one of these services than me going and getting the groceries at the grocery store. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do it? It just feels like a no brainer. And especially in the summer, I was saying I get into kind of a recipe rut. I'm pretty good at the planning through the fall and the winter. But in summer, I'm just like, I don't know. What do I make? And what will you guys eat? And so far, everything that we've gotten from these different services has been a hit with my kids. I have had all kinds of new recipes that we have been using and enjoying. I mean, it's really been a win, 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 win all the way around. So either use Plan to Eat to plan your own recipes and figure out your own stuff or just completely outsource it. And I think you're going to be relieved either way if you take this step to get the food figured out. I really can't say that enough. If you get your meal planning figured out, it's going to make so much of the rest of your life so much easier. Amen to meal planning. Now let's talk a little bit more about kid logistics for a minute. So I always think that summer is a really good time to reassess what our kids are capable of because, hello, they are home more, and so therefore there are more messes on a daily basis that we don't have as much during the school year because there's that downtime when they aren't necessarily here. But when they are here all the time, things just tend to accumulate a lot faster, if you know what I mean. And so I think it's a really good time to be thinking about what are they capable of because most likely your kids are capable of much more than they were a year ago. And this is especially hard with the youngest ones. I feel like I really have to zone in on my youngest daughter and be like, okay, what was your oldest brother doing at your age? (laughs) He was doing way more than you are. He was totally capable of taking care of a baby at this age. He took care of you. He was also able to help out with more things around the house. He was able to do simple cooking. She has those capabilities too. I just don't always remember because she is the youngest. But it's a good time to be thinking like, what can you actually do and start assigning some of those jobs? And I'm really trying to instill in myself, if I'm being honest, and my kids this summer that it's a good time for us to drill down on those disciplines that we want to have be more consistent in our lives. For instance, my almost 11-year-old daughter is preparing to probably go on point in ballet this next fall, but there are certain exercises that she is supposed to be doing every single day to strengthen her feet and leg muscles and stretch things and all that kind of thing so that she can be ready in the fall. But that's something that she 
she needs to be disciplined about. And so how can we be doing that hard work and instilling those disciplines through the summer that are going to be habits that then carry them into their school year? We can think about summer as being that training ground where we get our kids to be able to lay those foundations to make them even more successful the next year in their activities or their academics or what have you. So we're really trying to think about what can they do around the house, but also what disciplines can they be putting in their own lives? How can they be structuring their own days better as they're getting a little bit older? Being more on top of that, my oldest son does a pretty good job of that, but we're trying to figure out more of those things so that we all can feel really good about our summer and, of course, have fun. The whole thing isn't going to be structured, but having some of those pieces in place help there to be a little bit more of a daily routine because I find that the complete absence of routine just leads to chaos. It leads to more boredom and frustration, and we really just kind of want summer to be over by the end of the summer. But when we can put some of those pieces in place to have a little bit of expectations over the summer, it makes us all enjoy it a lot more. And by that, I don't mean that we are necessarily putting like a really rigid schedule in place. I think especially because of the ages of my kids, we're kind of doing more of some like basic rules or guidelines that we are going by this summer. So we're using the kind of do this before that sort of mentality so they know they need to do these certain things in their bedroom or these certain chores before they get on their electronics. Or I want them to be reading at least something every single day. So we're just putting some of those basic guidelines in progress, but I'm also giving them the flexibility to not have just a basic rigid schedule that I'm printing out and wanting them to follow every day. Because especially as a work from home mom, I know that I really have to be the one to manage that if I expect that from them and want them to follow this exact order for their day. And it just never goes well. Whereas if I give some of these basic guidelines of, I want you to do this before you do that. I want you to make sure you're doing these certain things every single day. It gives them the freedom to do those things in their own timing for the most part, but it also gives me the freedom to not have to be like the slave driver on top of them, making sure they're doing all of those things. That just creates more work for me. And this is another one of those areas, kind of like with the food, where we get to decide what is okay for our family, and what we are personally okay with and what kind of a parent we want to be. Personally, while I am working in the morning, because if you listen to last week's podcast, then you'll know that's one of the schedules that I try to adhere to with my work for the summer is trying to get up and get a lot of my work done earlier in the morning so that I can be done earlier in the day with them. But I need to be able to work during that time. I need to be able to be as uninterrupted as possible so that I can get as much done as possible and get done as early as possible. So in order for that to be the case, I need my kids to be fairly self-sufficient. That's where the planning of the meals comes in really well. But also, I let them be on electronics in the morning hours. Because I know that once I get my work done, I'm going to be able to be present with them. I'm okay with them using their electronics, watching some shows, playing some games or whatever while I'm getting that work done, and they're not coming in and asking me questions every three minutes. It is worth it to me 
to allow them to do that in the morning and then for us to be able to shift gears and do other things in the afternoon. I don't feel like I'm being a bad parent by doing that and I don't think that you should feel like you're being a bad parent by doing that either. Sometimes you have to put some things in place in order to survive, in order to get done what you need to get done. And maybe that is one of those areas for you. But you get to decide and you can change it from day to day. Maybe one day it's, yeah, mom's going to be working tomorrow morning. You can get on your electronics after you do this, that whole do this, then do that. I want you to make your bed, brush your teeth, eat your breakfast and read before you get your electronics. If you've taken care of those things, then we're good to go. You don't need to ask me any questions. Let mom get her work done so that then we can go to the park or we can go to our friend's house or we can do whatever or we can just even do things around here, but I will be available to you and I will be present. That is the way that it works well in my family. Maybe it'll work well for you too, but you get to decide what is going to be the best for you. And one last logistical kind of bonus item that I want to mention, Katie and I have talked about it on past podcast episodes, but every summer it has been working really well for us the last couple of years is everybody having their own summer bag. So they each have those little like drawstring backpacks. For most of them, I think Roman has one that he got like from the Nike store as like a gift with purchase. But for the girls, I actually bought a couple last year or the year before, I think, that they liked. They picked out. I can link to those on Amazon. I think we even have a summer board on Amazon if you go to MackenzieCoppa.com slash Amazon. But we just got those drawstring bags. My girls both picked a different one. They have a zipper on the front of them and they have been perfect for the summers. We've honestly gotten a lot of use out of them even throughout the school year. They've been great little weekend bags for them to have when they're going to their dads or they're going to stay with grandparents or whatever. But we definitely use them in the summer. And we keep certain staple items in those bags at all times. So they each have like a little teeny travel wet brush. We have detangler. We have sunblock. We have hair bands. Like they each have their own things of those kinds of items. They also have a change of clothes. So if we end up grabbing our bags and going to the pool or the lake or the splash pad or wherever where they're going to get wet, they have a change of clothes. I love those Turkish towels because they roll down super small. They can fit those in those bags. We also put non-perishable snacks that aren't going to melt. So granola bars that don't have chocolate, fruit leather, nuts, goldfish crackers, you know, anything like that that isn't going to get spoiled by being in the heat. We have those kinds of things in each of their backpacks and then they make sure to put their waters in there or their swimsuit if they don't already have it on before we leave to go anywhere. And it has been so helpful for me to not have to be the keeper of all the things. I mean, I still have my summer bag that has the first aid kit and, you know, extras of things and all that kind of thing in it. But I have to carry around so much less when they are taking care of their own stuff. It has been a game changer for them to each have their own bags these past couple summers. I can't recommend it enough. It has been awesome. You should grab them for your kids too. Okay, 
Well, that is it for our summer logistics episode. Hopefully some of these tips were helpful for you to be able to get your summer off to a good start, get some things planned and figured out ahead of time so that you can just be in the flow and not answer a thousand questions all day long and really enjoy your summer. Please let me know if you have any questions. I love talking about planning and prepping. If you have a specific thing that you're wondering about for your life, get a hold of me. Maybe it'll turn into a future podcast episode or maybe even an episode over on YouTube. I am planning on being back in the YouTube space in a big way in June. So be watching over there at Mackenzie Coppa. But yeah, let me know if you have any planning questions, whether it's stuff about being a work from home mom or just trying to plan your time in general. I love talking about planning and prep. So let's get into it. Again, you can find the show notes for this episode by swiping up in whatever app you are listening to the show on or by going to mackenziecoppa.com slash podcast. You can also find that Trello board and be able to do your entire summer brain dump, keep everything in one spot by going to mackenziecoppa.com slash summer brain dump. It'll get you all ready there so you can download that to your Trello account and do all of the planning and prepping in one place. All right, ladies, thanks so much for listening. It was great to be back with you for another week. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.